Hello, and welcome to episode 32 of My Circus, My Monkeys. Today, we're going to talk about performance management. So how do you get the best out of your team, and how do you make sure that they're reaching the goals of your university, your department, and for themselves? So hang on, and we're going to talk about how to make performance management as easy as one, two, three. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. So I've talked about some performance management topics in other episodes, but I wanted to do a shorter episode that brings those things together, hopefully in a way that makes it seem as easy as one, two, three. Because performance management is one of the four crucial roles of a supervisor. And the other ones, just in case you're curious, is talent recruitment and hiring, development, and engagement. So when you combine that with performance management, you're going to have a highly functional, highly productive team. All right, let's get to it. Step one, schedule and keep one-on-one meetings with your team members. And I did a whole podcast episode on one-on-one meetings. So if you want more information about that, go ahead and check out that episode. But very briefly, we're busy, we mean to meet with our staff, but things come up that seem terribly important, that seem urgent. So we cancel them, maybe never reschedule. And then all of a sudden you're in the habit of rarely meeting with your team members on an individual basis. But these one-on-one meetings are critical. You can get so much done. And when you're thinking about performance management, it is one of the best ways to make sure that your team and individual team members are doing what they're supposed to be doing and are achieving the goals that they've set for themselves and that they need to meet so that your team and thus your institution is successful. So in these one-on-one meetings, not only can you hit these performance management pieces, but you can also make sure that you're dealing with engagement issues and that you're meeting the needs of your followers. And those things can all happen in a one-on-one setting, but you have to actually have the one-on-one meetings. So that's step one, set and keep those meetings. And it's even more important when you're working in a pandemic and most people are virtual or you're swapping shifts to be on campus so you're not actually seeing folks on a daily basis, even more important now. Now, in addition to setting and keeping the one-on-ones, I highly recommend creating an agenda because otherwise, most likely what will happen is the same thing that I used to do is, hey, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. Um... I can't remember what I wanted to talk about slash can't think of anything I want to talk about right now. Okay, cool. Well, good seeing you. Peace out. 
And that's not a good use of your time, and it reinforces the idea that these one-on-ones are not that important. But if you set and keep these one-on-ones and actually have an agenda that you follow each time, you're going to get a lot out of them. So what are some of the things that you should put on your agenda? Again, I would encourage you to go listen to the larger episode just on -on one-on-ones. But one of the things you should definitely put on your agenda is my number two in our performance management in one, two, three. So number two is use this opportunity to set clear expectations. We assume a lot about expectations. We think that we are being clear when we're communicating, or we think, oh, they'll know what to do. I don't want to talk down to them by going over all the details. So we just kind of blurt out a general, hey, this has come up. We need you to do this. Usually we at least give a deadline, but not even always that, which then leaves the other person open for miscommunication, misunderstanding, and not meeting your expectations. Now, I did a whole episode on setting expectations, so please check back with that for more information, more details on how to do this effectively. But essentially, what you want to do is use this one-on-one time as an opportunity to talk through what is this person supposed to be working on, what are the goals, what are the objectives that they are supposed to reach in doing this. For example, if it's something related to retention, what is the end product of this report, of this program, of this whatever it is, when they're finished with it, what is it supposed to achieve? And do they know that? Remember, Brene Brown said, clear is kind. Assuming that they know what we want, assuming that they can do what is in our imagination is not kind because it sets that person up to fail. Because we can't read minds as much as we may like someone or think that they do good work unless we really have that conversation about what this needs to look like and what it needs to accomplish, there's a whole huge room for not just failure, but also wasted energy with that individual trying to figure out what exactly it is you want or how it needs to happen. So talk through it. Be specific. Ultimately, it's about making sure that you guys are on the same page and in subsequent meetings, You're going to follow back up with this person to see how things are going. Not because you're micromanaging them, but because you just want to make sure everything's going according to plan and not the plan that's in your head that you haven't communicated, but rather the plan that everybody knows about and is very clear. So you can easily work this into every one-on-one. So that's the two. The third step or third part of this process, is holding people accountable. As I said in my episode on accountability, this is usually a supervisor's least favorite task. And when I say least favorite, we often just don't even do it because it's so We want everybody to just do what they're supposed to do so we don't have to, quote unquote, hold people accountable. But that is an important part of performance management. But when you seamlessly incorporate this into your one-on-ones, it becomes much less traumatic for you and for your team members because it's just part of the process. One-on-one 
have the agenda. We know what we're going to talk about. One of the things we're going to talk about is the expectations for this project or this program or this whatever it is. And as part of the same meeting, we're going to talk about, okay, what have we completed? What did we just finish? How did that go? Let's assess it. And if things didn't go the way that they were supposed to go, let's have a conversation about it. And that conversation can and should go one of two ways. Either A, nailed it. Let's celebrate. You did a great job with XYZ. You hit all the expectations. And we accomplished our goal. Huzzah. Here's a coffee. Or here's something else. Here's an attaboy. Here's a virtual hug. Whatever you want to do. So the celebration part. Because we often leave that out as well. And that's part of accountability. Now, the flip side, of course, is things did not go well. This person did not achieve the goal. They did not meet the objectives for whatever it was they were working on. So we need to have conversations about that and we need to have them in a timely fashion. So not, well, the annual review is coming up. I'll just talk to him then. No, that is not effective. And honestly, it's not kind because remember, clear is kind. So just ignoring it now for the sake of your own comfort is not helpful. Because how does this person know where they stand with you? Earlier, I mentioned during one-on-ones, it's a great time to meet the needs of your followers. One of those needs is trust. And if they can't trust that you're going to be upfront with them on how you're doing and where you stand, that's a problem for you. It's a problem for your team. And it's a problem ultimately for students because you guys are not being as productive as you can be in helping those students get where they need to go. And how would you feel if your supervisor didn't tell you that there was an issue with your performance and three months later, two months later, on this annual review that impacts most likely your raise and is certainly something going in your quote unquote permanent file that everybody's so worried about, all of a sudden brings it up. You wouldn't be happy. So yes, it may not be super comfortable for you, but we need to talk about it. And again, the more that you do this within each one-on-one that you are now keeping on a regular basis, the less energy you need to quote-unquote build up to do it because it just rolls in with the agenda. Okay, so what things are we finished with? Let's assess them. How did they go? And because in these meetings, you are setting clear expectations It should be very easy to tell whether or not that individual has achieved those goals, has reached those objectives, because you've talked about them along the way. So when you're doing this, the accountability piece shouldn't really be a surprise to anyone. If you're having an event and part of the objective was to get at least 50 students to go to that event and 10 people showed up, it's very clear that they did not reach one of the objectives. Now, of course, the conversation about why you didn't meet those expectations or objectives should be a developmental one, and ideally through the lens of strengths. And we're not talking about excuses. We're talking about what can we learn from this so that in the future it doesn't happen. And even more importantly, we do better. As with points one and two, I did an entire episode on accountability. So for more details, go check that out. Again, I wanted this to be short and sweet. So you kind of just see how they all fit together. But in a nutshell, the accountability piece, which again is typically least favorite, 
often to the point of, I just won't do it. I'll feel bad about it, but it's too hard, so I won't do it. When you roll it into this one, two, three with the one-on-ones, already setting clear expectations, the accountability piece is going to be way easier. And after you've done it a few cycles, cycle meaning we had a one-on-one, there's a new project, we set expectations. Next one-on-one, checked back in to make sure everybody's on track. Next one-on-one, mission over, project finished. How did it go? Successful? Yay, huzzah, celebration. Not so successful. What happened? And it's not about excuses. Oh, it was really rainy. The sun was in my eyes. But rather, how did our talents help us? How did they maybe get in our way? And what can we do to fix that? So in the future, oh, my input, I really just did way too much research. So I didn't start planning and making things happen until a couple days before the event. Okay, let's make a note of that. So in the future, when you have a project, we can keep an eye on that thing. And sometimes with accountability, if people continue to fail to meet their objectives, you might have to get HR involved. You might have to go down that road of maybe this isn't a good fit for you. But for the most part, 90% of the time, 95% of the time even, doing this one, two, three, one-on-one expectations, accountability, all in the scope of a one-on-one situation is going to just make sure that your team's on track because the vast majority of people want to hit the goals that are set. They just often don't know what those goals are because we're so bad at setting expectations. Okay, this is long enough. So performance management is key if you are a supervisor. It directly impacts your performance when your supervisor is looking at you and saying, hey, how did your team do? How are they performing? That's a reflection on you. It directly impacts your team because they are your performers. And the better they are performing, the more they are staying on track and not wasting energy trying to figure out what the heck am I even supposed to be doing here, the more effective and efficient they're going to be. And ultimately, that positively impacts your students. Because if we actually took a look at all the time we waste trying to figure all all of these things out because we're just not clearly communicating, and on the other side, All the frustration that happens when people on multiple occasions are not hitting and meeting their objectives when they do their work, that's frustrating for you, it's frustrating for the team, and it negatively impacts employee engagement. Even more so, it impacts what we're able to give to students in the way of services, in the way of support. So your homework for this week is to lay out what this would look like for you, setting those one-on-ones in making them a part of your schedule, and what would you talk about during those meetings? Sketch that out for yourself. And then do it. Set the one-on-ones. Make it happen. Because most of us are really good at planning, not so great on executing. Actually, that's not true. Because for this to be effective, we need to make sure that we're balancing planning with execution. So not too much planning, not executing without planning it out, And depending on your talent themes, the reason I said people are really good at planning and less good at executing is because that's where my talents sit. I'm a strategic thinker, so I like to think, 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 think about the best way to do things, but I'm not that great on actually then doing them. But some people are really great at doing things, but they don't plan out ahead of time. What does it need to look like? What's the most effective way to do it? So they go through the motions without getting maximum benefit out of it. 
So you need to have both sides. And if you lack one of those ends of the spectrum, I would suggest reaching out to someone who does have strengths in that area to help you balance it. So, hey, I really want to do this. I want to set and hold these one-on-one meetings so I can set expectations and hold people accountable, but I'm not so good at the planning part. Can you help me with that? Or I'm really all about planning this out, getting a real solid agenda, but you need to help me make it happen because otherwise I will just think about it for months. So those complementary partners can really be valuable when you're trying to implement this. So until next time, stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, Please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus For everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning, you will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th. Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links as well as other episodes on our website www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.